Hello everybody, it's your brother Milo from Roundtable Talks and today we want to talk about something that's very personal, something that's very private and it is called chronic physical pain. Yes, you heard it right, chronic physical pain. So let's talk about being free from this in today's Roundtable Talks. Talks. There's nothing more private than, than pain. You know, I don't know if you ever been in a situation where you have this toothache and you are dressed nicely your hair is done you have you're wearing perfume and you're around friends but somehow you don't feel comfortable because this toothache is killing you people look at you and they think that you're okay they offer you uh you know whatever and they still wonder what is wrong with so-and-so but you don't want to probably ruin the, the party because it's below you know it's probably your best friends or your family but you know that this toothache is just killing you murdering you inside you know there's people that live like that every day they have this back pain or this uh, joint pain or this emotional pain and it's just killing them and taking away the joy that they have but still somehow they're able to find a smile they're able to dress nicely they're able to participate in society they're able to go to work and they are able to breathe they're able to say i'm still alive physical pain physical chronic pain and emotional pain those are pains that are very real and very private to the person very private you know you cannot say to a person that has chronic physical pain i understand how you feel because we really don't unless you've been in their shoes you really don't know how they feel the best thing that you and i can do is just sit back and listen to them and just be there ready to help them out you know a lot of people sadly are, so, are medicating so heavily Producing all different kinds of medication to dull their pain, to dull their physical pain, understandably so. You want to find freedom from this jail cell of pain, especially when it's a sentence of chronic pain. It's a jail sentence that is an invisible one, but yet it is a real sentence and it's on the person's body. However, the Bible gives us examples of how you are able to sustain and still have a good attitude in the midst of this pain. There was a man by the name of Paul, the Apostle Paul. He was he received one of the greatest revelations, the great the most profound wisdom that any other man had received. And he said that he saw things that it's not even lawful to mention because they are so amazing. But yet this man that was so powerful in spiritual things had a problem. He had an infirmity. The Bible doesn't tell us what kind of infirmity it is, but he describes it as a thorn in the flesh. Just imagine walking around with something poking you on your side day in, day out. Wake up, it's poking you. Walking down the street, it's poking you. Eating, is poking you. It's just there poking you, poking you. And you're like... Get, I want to get rid of this. I pray for others and they're delivered by me. I am in this chronic pain. So he prayed to the Lord three times so the Lord can help him get rid of this chronic pain. And the Lord said something to him. And he said, 
verse I'm reading from chapter 12 of the second Corinthians verse 9 so chapter 12 verse 9 and it says and he said unto me this is the answer that God is telling him my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness he said to him my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness there's nothing that makes you more humble than being in a place where you have to depend totally and completely on God I'm not saying that God puts things in our lives so that we can fall on our faces and just totally depend on him but there's moments that we need to learn how to depend on God and how to depend on his grace how to depend on his favor how to walk hand in hand with him so we will continue hello everybody this is your brother Amado from Roundtable Talks and this is part two of finding God's grace in the midst of pain so stay tuned for Roundtable Talks part two finding God's grace in the midst of pain in the last segment we left off speaking about Paul the Apostle and uh, how he encountered a physical pain a chronic pain that he described as a thorn in the flesh verse 7 and he also calls it a messenger from Satan in verse 7 in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 so it is a pain that is bothersome that is always there that is always present but then Christ answers him and he says this to him after he prayed three times verse 8 he says in verse 9 my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness there's something about being weak there's something about being in a state where you always have to look up and seek God I don't know if you ever spoken with a person that has chronic pain when they speak they speak with so much wisdom when they speak they have so much death to them they don't have time for games they don't have time for a make-believe world they're just able to speak to you from their souls and when they say things to you you know that they have experienced the hand of God in their lives and I call this the grace of God the grace of God that visits them the grace of God that it's like a like a comfortable quilt I don't know if you've ever been in pain and you just go and you wrap yourself in the blankets so that you can find some kind of peace but these people are always walking around with this peace that surpasses our understanding because they have come to a place where they can also say they have received that word from Christ. As Paul said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul also adds, most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in my infirmities that the, the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, he says in verse 10, I take pleasure in my infirmities. So he says, I'm going to take my chronic pain and I'm going to make it an altar of worship. I'm going to make it an altar of worship because 
this joy that I have, this presence that I have of God is greater than any anesthetic because this grace that God has given me has given me the ability not only to withstand this pain, but it's given me the ability to go beyond this pain and see beyond what other people see. He sees Jesus. He sees his love. He sees all situations in life as hurdles as that need to be, um, def- uh, how can I say, conquered. As a person that you know runs in the Olympics, he says that life has certain hurdles that are just like that Olympic runner. And he says, I'm going to take pleasure in my infirmity, in my reproach, in my necessity, in my persecution, for distress, for Christ's sake. In other words, he's waiting to get a paycheck, a heavenly paycheck. He's waiting to get a heavenly paycheck from Christ. This heavenly paycheck is going to pay him big time because he knows that when he sees Christ Jesus, is going to be all worthwhile. So he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. You know, isn't that true? When we find ourselves in a situation where we need to pray, what do we do? We pray. We seek God. We call on Him. So here Paul is saying, I am weak, but in my weakness, I am made strong. The enemy probably come to visit him. And you'll say, oh no, Paul is praying again. Oh no, Paul is interceding again. Oh no, Paul is saving someone else again. So I say this to you, that person who is in chronic pain. There's a lot of love to you. There's a lot of grace in you. So keep loving. Keep moving forward. You'll find rest. Hello everybody, it's your brother Malo. And this is part three of finding grace in the midst of chronic pain. Follow me to Psalm chapter 6. Here we're going to find a man who is in serious emotional pain. Emotional chronic pain. And he says in Psalm 6, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy on me. O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul is also sore, vexed. But thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. He's pleading to the Lord. First of all, he feels that the Lord is angry at him. Because of what he's going through. Because of the situation that he's encountering. He feels that God is angry at him. But the opposite is true. God is not angry at him. But nevertheless, God is not upset if you express the ways that you feel towards him. He always has an ear ready to receive and ready to hear what you have to say. So he says, I have a problem. My soul is sore. Like I cannot take aspirin. I cannot take oxycodone. I cannot take drugs to release this pain but the pain is killing me within me and then he says in verse 4 return O Lord deliver my soul or save me for thy mercy's sake in other words he knows that God has the answer 
He says, return, deliver me. Deliver what? Deliver my soul. And then he says, save me for mercy's sake. In other words, I know that whatever I'm going through is part of something that I probably deserve. Or probably it's just because of my fallen nature. My fallen human nature. I need salvation. I need hope. And you're the only one that can provide it for me. You know how it's amazing how when we're in, in a private place, we can be so honest with ourselves and with God. And here this man is being honest with God. He's saying that his soul is sore and that he knows that God is the one that has the answer. Isn't it true that we all know that God has the answer, but he's the last one that we go to? You know, that's something to think about. Let's go to him before any situation comes. But he says in verse 5, For in death there is no remembrance of thee in thy grave. Who shall give thee thanks? God is not interested in anybody committing suicide. God is not interested in wasting the gift that he gave you. So if you find yourself desperate, just remember there is hope and the hope is found in his grace. He says here very loud and clear, In death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who should give thee thanks? When God sees you living a life that pleases Him, when God sees you having a good family, having a nice home, uh, eating, having a good life, God smiles at that. When you have Him and He knows that you're enjoying the life that He gave you, He smiles at that. There's no praise. There's no happiness in taking your own life. But there is joy when you have a relationship with God and you allow God to deliver you. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 8. It says here, Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will rest, receive my prayer. He says, you know what? Whatever is trying to steal my joy, whatever pain has been killing my soul, I say, get out the door, get out the window, depart from me. For you know what? God has heard my prayer. God has received my 911. So remember, God is listening. He says in verse 9, the Lord has received. Okay, so this is the final part. Of finding God's grace in the midst of chronic pain. I want to pray with you. I want to pray so that God may fill you with His Holy Spirit and God may fill you with His Word. You know, Jesus Christ says in John 63 that the flesh profits nothing, but the words that I give you are spirit and they are life. And they are those that give you eternal life. So, let us pray. Father God, you know all things. You know who needs to hear this word. I pray, Father, that whoever is out there and has been suffering from 
a chronic pain that has robbed them of peace. I pray that the peace that surpasses all understanding may rescue them, may wrap itself around them as they will wrap themselves with a sheet in a cold day. I pray, Father God, for that man or that woman or that kid or that teenager who is going through an emotional pain that they themselves do not understand. I pray that you may rescue them from that pain and that they might find themselves falling in love with you, that they may hear a radio station, that they may hear someone delivering your word and that they may find you, Lord. Oh God, I pray for that young lady who is feeling lost in life, who is feeling like she doesn't deserve to even be happy for because someone stole something from her and there is no peace in her heart because of that. I pray that you may give her that peace, Lord. Oh, I pray for that father who probably or that husband who probably lost their job and they don't have an answer for the wife or for the children and they feel like they just disappointed their family. I pray that you may open a door for them and that they may see the light and that they may see that tomorrow is another day and that you have great things for them. Oh, Father, I pray for grace. I pray that they may find you as, and know you as Lord and Savior. I pray, Father God, that they may be restored. Now, I say this to you out there. We just prayed in the name of Jesus. If you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can. You can pray this prayer. Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need salvation. So I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I pray that you may write my name in the book of life. Because I know that Jesus went to the cross to pay for my sins. And on the third day, he was resurrected for my justification. For Father God, allow me to be part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. So, just believe and you will see the glory of God. This is Amado from Roundtable Talks. Be blessed. Now, if anyone out there has been going through something and you want to share your testimony, just call the station and let us know. Give us a small testimony of what God has done. Roundtable Talk. Close.